Na 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 na. It's the motherfucking POWD podcast. Hello, 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 and welcome to episode 10 of That's What She Said, or 11. Uh, 11, I think. Great. Whatever episode. Whatever this episode is. this is, and this one. It's Brittany, bitch. That's right. It's Natalie and Paulina and Brittany. Bitch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, we wanted to dive in to all of the free Brittany controversy that we now feel the need to solve. Yeah. <laughs> that we now feel like we can also give our opinion on. Guys, I'm going to law school to solve this case. <laughs> <laughs> She's going to law school to end the conservatorship. Yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm going to San Diego. Watch out, Jamie. Yeah. I'm going to do patent law and free Britney. (laughs) Uh, But actually, obviously, everybody has heard about the controversy surrounding Britney Spears, the conservatorship. If you haven't, we now have access to the documentary via Crave. Throw it on. We now have access. (laughs) If you haven't, crawl out from under that rock, get on Crave, watch the documentary. Well, I had to watch it before it was on Crave, and I swear, like, my banking is going to get hacked eventually (laughs) because I had to go to, like, a dark place and harvest it from the underweb to be able to watch it. There were links being thrown around from everywhere, I know. I'm like, is Put Locker still a thing? (laughs) Turns out it's not. But free vids XXCA. is so that's right <laughs> xxca that sounds like could be a sounds like a site. great yeah. place that <laughs> will never come back and haunt me <laughs> anyways free britney so i feel like this kind of started being brought out to more like common knowledge when everyone was kind of like sending and making fun of her instagram yes and I follow Brittany. Do yeah. You? I don't know if I follow her actually, but. Okay. Well, I follow her. So I, before all of this, right. I followed her. So I was watching this unfold in real time. Yeah. Like being like, what is happening to this girl? She looks disheveled. Yeah. In her Instagram videos. Her eyeliner is a problem. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it looks no, like it... every day that she's been like either crying yeah. or punched in the face. Yeah. Like there's just so much terrible eye makeup. And weird outfits, a weird voice, bizarre dancing. We know she's a good dancer. Yes, (laughs) we do. But like she used to, even like three years ago, she would post videos of her doing gymnastics or home workouts or whatever. And in the last couple of years, it shifted to weird, like, hi guys, I'm going to be dancing for you today. And it's like... All the memes that are like, what my food sees when I'm in the microwave. Yeah, oh my God. <laughs> it's pretty dancing. Twirling around. Totally bizarrely. Yeah, but also very obvious that there are some mental health concerns there. Right. So I think it's important to keep that in mind yes. as we move forward totally. with this talk. Yes. So yeah. Oh, and then I I remember in real time, it's been COVID, so I have no idea when this was. I want to say like a year ago. I have no concept of time. When fans started being like, wear yellow in your next video if you are in trouble and then sure enough she would wear yellow in her next video yes and it all the fans like thousands of comments are now like oh my god like we have to help Brittany we have to help Brittany and I actually it's turning into like a web sleuth kind of like situation exactly and then they would say more things they would be like bring up your favorite movie in your next video if you want us to help you and she was Was this in the documentary 
Uh, a little bit, but not, not really. Yeah, it wasn't yeah. like a main focus. No. Okay. And then she would be like, my favorite movie is Frozen because there's two sisters and then they go away and they're isolated and like happy. And it's just crazy. And I actually like, remember that Frozen one now. That right. quote is like, yeah. And a fan had said, like, tell us if you need help by doing this. And then she does it. Oh my God. So we're thinking, oh my God. Hey, now that you safe. bring that up again. And after listening to the podcast you told me to. So there's a podcast that Wondery does called Even the Rich. And Paulina had told me about it. And they have like short kind of seasons that are like four episodes each about different celebrities. So like Britney Spears is one. I think Beyonce has one. The Kardashians. Um, The Kardashians. Paris Hilton. And so the Britney one kind of goes over like the timeline of the conservatorship. And like from basically the beginning of when she got famous to... Today. where it's at now um and there were some like key facts in there that i thought were really interesting and now that you're bringing up the fan hints that mm-hmm. they did not cover in the documentary right i thought the documentary could have been more well done i agree i thought it was really like surface level it's a great documentary definitely yeah. watch it but it's not i didn't leave going like wow i left going I need more information on this. I'm I know. Need, this should have been a four-hour feature film. It actually should have been. Yeah, and I felt like they really just skimmed the surface of totally. the Justin Timberlake scenario. Yeah. And even all of the even 2007 her, stuff. Even a lot with her dad still. Right. And, like, the relationship of her parents and how her dad was, like just very strange growing up too. Right. Like had a lot of issues. And in the podcast, they dive into that. In the podcast, they dive into that. But it was nice to have the movie or the documentary for a visual. Yes. And I totally forgot about the umbrella thing. And like- You did? Yes. That, like what? That was years. That was over a decade ago. That was a long time ago. Maybe I just remember it because Scott dressed up as that one year for Halloween. (laughs) (laughs) Good call. But- I mean, yeah, so it and it was nice to see like her performance at like the MBAs and like yeah. really take a trip back there. Yeah. To her prime. Because yes. obviously in the podcast they would reference things. Like at one point they referenced when she had gone back to do her VMA performance in 2007, right around this like whole mental breakdown. Okay. And she had her nice cute outfit for circus that she was supposed to wear yeah and she was really hungover because she was it was in vegas right she like blacked out the night before woke up late showed up was like disheveled yeah and then came out wearing literally a bra and panties and fishnets (laughs) and was like (laughs) oh my god i'm ready to perform and was hammered like had been doing more shots like in her dressing room this was the last performance i think she did before um the conservatorship like before oh, the really? big breakdown. Okay. Yeah. I thought what was interesting in the podcast. So they started when like with young Brittany growing up in Kentucky, right? right. Kentucky or Louisiana. Louisiana. Yeah. yeah, you're right. It was Louisiana. Kentsville, Louisiana. Yeah. And how when she was young their family was like struggle with money a lot and her dad like opened up a weird gym in this town of like 2,000 people, but then had to declare bankruptcy. In the podcast, they also said that sometimes they would have to go hunt for squirrels to eat for dinner. Interesting they were, lifestyle. I, I was like, really? That's very, very Louisiana. No, I'm just kidding. 
But it very is very bogan. And it's crazy how talented Britney was. Yes. Like in so talented. In the documentary, they show her at some sort of like talent competition. When she's really young. And her voice is yeah. incredible. Yes. And I think you kind of forget that. You think, oh, Britney's like a bimbo or whatever, because that's how the media has painted her out to be. Yeah. But she's also an incredible gymnast. Like she still does back handsprings on her Instagram. And she's pushing 40, man. Like her, that's intense. Listening to her voice from when she's younger. And I think like through the years, like producers and media have kind of like trained her to be more, you know, like the typical Britney voice, like. Oh, yeah. yeah, exactly. Oh, but her voice was not baby. like that when she was young. She's like, <laughs> now we're gonna play a Brittany? game called yeah. Britney or Paulina. <laughs> Brit or Paul. Um. Oh, Britney. Or oh, never mind. Britney. Yeah, that's where I'm. From. <laughs> we'll cut that out. <laughs> um. But her voice was insane when she was younger, right. and it seems like now she kind of had that fake like. Yeah, and it kind of reminds me of Paris Hilton. Yes, like you hear Paris nobody Hilton talking touches to me. I know, which is weird because I weird. was also looking for that. Yeah, but yeah, there's you won't find that anywhere. Kind of like the change in her voice. Yeah, you I won't think find she just... evidence of like somebody made her or like it's part of the contract. Yeah, or, yeah, nothing. So yeah, I think maybe it's just more like what the media wanted to portray her as, or like what she she was like a pop star. Yeah, but the media doesn't decide yeah, your voice. I, yeah, I guess that's true. Like, literally, like, your singing voice. Yeah. It, I think it was a manager at one point totally. that was like, we need you to sound more <laughs> like this. But you would think that now that's just her speaking voice. I know. Like, so on Instagram, weird. she talks like this. She's yeah. Like, hey, guys. I know a lot of you have been asking about my favorite color. And it's yellow. <laughs> it's like, yeah. wow, Brittany and good. <laughs> Pauline um, is also wearing yellow right now. So I'm very distracted. Free Brittany. <laughs> <laughs> but, um... Kind of diving back into like the craziness that was the conservatorship or rather is mm -hmm. the conservatorship is I think the problem that everybody has with it is that how can you have somebody who literally is air quotes unfit to manage their finances, their personal decisions. I read an article that's like technically Britney can't even go to Starbucks without permission from her dad. Like she's not allowed to spend the money there you mean? Or even or like leave. Even, really? Like, yes. Like, it, because, like, think about it. Like, a conservatorship is technically for, it was designed for, like, an old person. Right. With dementia, where it's like, yeah. you can't leave this apartment because you could be a harm to yourself yeah. or others. So, she's literally not allowed to, like, travel, do anything, get married without the permission from her dad. But she is allowed to have a five-year-long Vegas residency yeah. and, like, make a billion dollars that her like, dad be can... a fully working person. Yeah, and her dad conveniently gets, like, a management fee off yeah. of that and benefits. And it seems like there's obviously a conflict of interest. Yes. And in the documentary and in the podcast, Brittany said... I'm fine, air quotes, like the conservatorship is what it is. I'm not going to fight on that. But anybody but my father, like can anybody else be the conservator? Can I have like yeah. an unbiased third party from the state? Can it be my mom? Like literally yeah. anyone else. And somehow he still got that role. It's, it is very bizarre. It doesn't make any sense. And I also, when listening to the Wondery podcast – 
they were, it was when Brittany was really young still, like kind of like had just kind of gotten a lot of fame and she really wanted to buy her mom a house. And so she bought her mom a plot of land and was like, build the house of your dreams. Like there's no budget, kind of like you've done so much for me growing up. But she told her mom that the deal was that her dad couldn't be on the deed. Right. And she didn't really want her dad to like, she kind of wanted her mom to like break free, quote unquote, from her dad. Right. Which is cr- even to think of that, like as a young girl with tons of money, but to be like that smart, to be like, let's not put dad, like give him any legal rights to this though. Right. And her dad had already filed bankruptcy, if yes. I'm recalling. So yeah. it's like- First of all, so now we don't we don't know much about Jamie, but we do know that he can't manage money at all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like he's filing personal bankruptcy, but somebody like the court obviously saw him that to be actually a fit doesn't make any conservator. sense. You would think that having filed for bankruptcy would make you ineligible. Issue. Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh my god, that doesn't make any sense. So then in the documentary, though, and yes. this sat with me. So there's a lawyer that met with Brittany. Not in 2007, but around that time frame after the conservatorship was in place permanently, like for the foreseeable future. He, he's in the documentary. He does an interview and he says, I met with Brittany to try and reverse the conservatorship. Like that was the point of their meeting. And he said, in my professional opinion, I don't think it's necessary. I was speaking with somebody who is talking to me, is aware of what's happening, like, somebody that does not seem to fit the criteria of requiring a conservatorship, but he kept saying, we don't know what we don't know. Right. Like if there's some other diagnosis or something. Well, we don't know of any diagnosis because all of that's been redacted. Like nobody has ever, ever seen what happened in that courtroom, why she actually has the conservatorship. So I get, we don't know what we don't know. And at the end of the day, he was like, Brittany didn't have the capacity to hire me. Right. Like, because of the conservatorship, right. she can't hire a lawyer. Yeah. Unless her dad says, which her dad is not going to say. So I thought that was very interesting. That is very interesting. Because it's like, it can't really be, it could be a conspiracy, technically. Right. But it seems bizarre to have all of these, like, court officials in on it. Yes, that does seem very bizarre. Like, a conservatorship isn't just something that, like, comes up one day. No. It, it's a pretty serious declaration yeah and there would have to be so many people involved yeah because there's so many moving parts that it it just seems bizarre that it would be a conspiracy but yeah that is very bizarre yeah I also found it like it's just like there's so much because of all the media that was working against her too like there was once where and I think it was Us Weekly or something put out when she was having her first kid that her and K-Fed had a sex tape or something. And she was like, no, we don't have a sex tape. And she wanted them to like retract what they had said, but they wouldn't. And then she wanted to sue them for defamation. And the court was basically like, no, you put yourself out as like a sexual person in the media. So like this isn't defamation. Right. Which is so crazy. That is crazy. Also, it's crazy to think that she even cared. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Like that is, it's such like a funny world. Like I feel like today a celebrity has a sex tape. We're like, eh. Yeah. (laughs) 
next. It's yeah. like everybody has OnlyFans anyways. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but like back then at the time, right? right? It's yeah. like, yeah. It was like a big deal. And that was another thing that really shocked me is just how intrusive the media used to be. And I, I say know. used to be because I don't think now there's no magazines. Like magazines are kind of irrelevant yeah. now. And like you can't get as much dirt from a magazine as you can from just like Instagram. Instagram. Right. Yeah. And people back in 2007 before Instagram or even social media yeah. really existed, the paparazzi would make money from going to secure a physical photo. Like you yeah. had, you literally had to like get a camera and stand outside a celebrity's bedroom yeah. <laughs> and wait for them to do something shocking to even like get an insight <laughs> on their lives. And you see her leaving these places and yeah. it's just like hundreds of cameras just in her face. And I don't think that really happens anymore. Like the no. paparazzi aren't making money like they used to. You can't I like, don't think they make are a either. living selling photos to People Magazine. Now people call the paparazzi on themselves. Yeah, actually. <laughs> yeah, it actually is crazy. Um, And also like when the popper there's like thousands of paparazzi and it's just like normal like or things that wouldn't be as big of a deal like even the fact that like when she shaved her head that was a huge thing in the media I feel like that was used against her then for like even like custody battles and stuff like that like kind of like you lost your mind here's her shaving her head and now she's losing her children do you know what I mean yeah. and it's like oh my god like <laughs> Oh, but it, it's so true. It's like if you have thousands of people in your face about everything, obviously yeah. you're going to lose your mind. Yes. Like that isn't, it <laughs> makes you shocked, wonder like how anybody else no one. survived. And then you're I know. like, they did it. Like look yeah, at like, oh, I know. Lindsay Lohan, Paris Hilton. Yeah. Well, this, this documentary, just this in general, really does remind me of Paris Hilton because so Paris Hilton also has a documentary and it's just on YouTube. And so she also was basically like the first influencer ever. Right. She was like a socialite. And yes, she like just, made that term. What exactly. It is. Yeah. yeah. And she also kind of like, and it was almost like more the parents or people in their lives, both Brittany and Paris's were like, you're out of control. You need to go to rehab. Even if it wasn't necessarily like, like I feel everyone, like they were out of control. <laughs> but actually, yeah, it's like true. if you like Britney, like drinking before the VMAs and like yeah. not. And it's like tough. Like she was 26 at those VMAs. Yeah. And I'm like, I think of myself. And you have I'm like, all the money in the world. Yeah, I was out till Friday drinking till, till 5 a.m. <laughs> I, I was out till 5 a.m. on Friday drinking. But it's like, but I'm not missing work. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. I yeah, was, that's true. So it's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, fine. Out of control. But so Paris Hilton's parents contacted us. There's these boarding schools that are like insane. And basically they're like boarding schools for really rich, troubled youth. <laughs> and so in the middle of the night, the this boarding school came, broke into Paris's house, kidnapped her. So and imagine at this time too, you're so rich. You definitely think you're being kidnapped for like ransom money. <laughs> yeah. Like for sure. Take her to the school. And then at the school, there was like all these like horrible abuses. The school is still open to this day, but she's basically like, there. yeah, <laughs> step out of line and walk out. 
But yeah, she's like, they would hit us. They would over-medicate us. And I'm like, what the hell kind of parents would send their kids to this school? It's literally like the Queen's Gambit meets the Handmaid's Tale. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but anyways, insane. And just how the media like portrayed her as well. What's the documentary called? Do you know? Um, No. I just searched Paris Hilton. YouTube. Okay. <laughs> Love that. Um, but yeah, it, it truly is wild and it's wild how the world has changed and, and it's wild. The, yeah. Like the, we don't know what we don't know. Yeah. Like it would be crazy to get our hands on those court documents. <laughs> and when I am a lawyer, when I a will. Lawyer, <laughs> when you're Brittany's lawyer. <laughs> Hi, Brittany. <laughs> but it is like to the point where, do you remember that Chris Crocker video? Where Chris like, Crocker? That's Who's his that? name, I think. Where he's like, leave Britney alone. <laughs> and he cries. No. Oh, my gosh. That was a crazy video. This guy's nuts. He's like, leave, leave Britney alone. And, like, he's bawling for, like, five minutes. And this was, like, right around 2007. Okay. And it's like, you know, when you have that kind of, like, emotional outbreak from literally a random fan, <laughs> it's a lot. Like, I would never make it's a video bad. that's like, leave Nick Jonas alone. Like, I feel <laughs> like they are kind of left alone now. <laughs> and, like, people have said, like, oh, no, that still happens today. Look at Miley Cyrus. Look at blah, blah, blah. Right. And it's like, that, it doesn't happen today. Like, Miley Cyrus doesn't have that kind of, like, in your face. Like, I mean, I'm not Miley Cyrus. Yeah. I don't know. But, like. Yeah, it is just crazy. Like, yeah. Britney couldn't do anything and still can't. Like, yeah. It's Plus, just the just next level of fame. There's just a different view now that there wasn't before. Like, any sort of dirt. And, I mean, there is still that with celebrities, but it's not so much, like, like, if a celebrity was actually having, like, a hard time with their mental health, I think, like, the public in general would be like, oh, yes, we have empathy for that. Not like... It would be a different oh, conversation. She's losing her mind. <laughs> Put it in the tab. You know, it would Dress be... Dress up a, for this Halloween. <laughs> it would be a different conversation, yeah. Dress up for <laughs> Exactly. But, yeah, and even all the Justin Timberlake stuff, that was crazy. Mm-hmm. So how... Just how sexist and misogynistic... He did an interview when they are literally 17 years old and the person asks him if he has gotten in had pants, sex right? with Britney. Yeah. And it's like, we are talking about children. Yeah. That's, yeah, that that's would insane. never that's happen insane. today. No. And even Britney in separate interviews before Justin, when she's like 15, 16, the media is like, are you a virgin? Yeah. It's like, what kind of question is that for a child star? It's actually crazy and gross yeah. coming from gr- like old men and women asking these questions. And also, um, oh no, I forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> um, well, even in the documentary, there's this, she's like eight years old and this like 65 yeah. year old man is like, do you have a boyfriend? She's like, no. And then he's like, I'll be your boyfriend. Oh and it's God. like a joke. But it's like, like what a, a bizarre joke. joke. Like, who says that to a six-year-old? That in is a year very old. strange. Yeah, and like, in the Baby One More Time video, she's 16. That's crazy. That is crazy. Like, old men are masturbating to that oh, photo God, cover, and cool. she's literally a child. Okay, and then there was also the photographer who was photographing her when she was like 17. So 
there was this like article they were doing and it's in her hometown. She's showing him around and then they go to her house and he wants to like take a picture of her in her bedroom or something. But then he like says, oh, but it's too small for like all like your mom and dad and like everyone to be in here. Classic. And then the I think it was her lawyer at the time goes in to like check. No, her like manager. Oh, her like man- that, that lady. Okay, her manager yeah. goes in to like check and he she's in her bra and underwear and he's taking photos of her on her bed. And she's 17 at the time. And she's like, whoa, 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 absolutely not. Like, this needs to stop. But then he still, like, released or, like, used the photos even after. And then that was a big thing, too. And that kind of was one of the things that also started her, like, Like, her her being viewed as a sex symbol. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then eventually she was just like, I don't care. I'm not, like, the good girl that everybody thinks that I am. Yeah, I'm not that innocent. Yeah, that's, like, that probably didn't help. Yeah. But... But it, or are it, you looking for the photo? Yeah, maybe it was that. Maybe it know. is that. I don't know either. But yeah, it is crazy. Like, just how much things have changed and how misogynistic the the music industry was and continues to be. But it, it really was, like, next oh, yeah. level. Yeah. And definitely next level. And I was thinking about how, like, with Britney and, like, being so young, like, it is just watching her in the interviews in the documentary. She was like able to stand up for herself and was like really well spoken. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Like when someone was like, "What did they say?" Like you, you like when talking about Justin and how she like broke her heart and some like senator or governor said like, "I would shoot Britney Spears if I could," and Britney was like. That is horrible. Yeah, that's, that's what I think about yeah. that. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah, she was she's very like, that's like awful. What? Yeah, I was like, yes, that is. Like, yeah. and the interviewer was like, is it though? And it's like, yes. Like she seemed like level headed in that sense that yeah, she could, very she would still stick up for herself even after all these people are like going at her, like cutthroat. And it's like, yeah. Dude, it's really wild. It is wild. Watch the documentary, listen to listen to the Rich, podcast, yeah, and then let us know your thoughts. <laughs> okay, speaking of mental health, let's talk about Taylor Nolan. Yes, Kate, Bachelor alum fans, you'll you might not recognize Taylor by name, but do you recognize this? I'm very emotionally intelligent. And I have a lot of emotional intelligence and you just don't. Yeah. <laughs> I know That's, you do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's that girl that was on, I don't she know. She was on Nick's season of The Bachelor. Yeah. Four or five years ago. Yeah. And literally preached about every second word that came out of her mouth was, I'm a health counselor. I have emotional intelligence. I'm emotionally intelligent. You're not. And then she was on Bachelor in Paradise. Yeah. For a couple of seasons. Was, was just she as a annoying there. I don't know. She was, yeah, was, one or two. Maybe a couple. Yeah. I'm not sure. Equally annoying there. Never been a huge fan. Found love, though. Found love on Paradise. Yeah, with who again? Derek Peth. Right. Who I really like. Right. So I was like, okay, she's she's growing on me. She didn't get a good edit. Slash, she was just, yeah, annoying and, now you're like, and righteous. Did she not? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So if you haven't heard, there's been a lot of controversy this week yeah. about tweets that she had put out in 2010, 2011. The reason, okay, first of all, these tweets are next level. But even as late as, like, 2014. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, so a lot. But, yeah. and 
these tweets are next level and it's not one or two it's 40 or 50 like oh yeah and she has been one of the ringleaders in accountability she was the one that started the petition to get chris harrison fired like she has been very vocal about just equality and yeah. education mental health all yes. of that she is a mental very vocal about that health counselor like yes. that is her job she is a mental health yeah. counselor so she puts out all of these tweets in 2010-2011 i'm gonna read yeah, a couple of them so bad they're so bad and I'm reading ones that are n- honestly like that I can share and don't have anything to do with racism necessarily. So these were the ones that Nat and I were like, what the hell? So November 22nd, 2011, she tweets and this is a quote, nothing is more annoying than a super easy slut talking to your boyfriend. Okay. <laughs> June 18th, 2012. This bitch whore slut never fails to like my boyfriend's statuses. Go away. I'm about to fucking kill you. (laughs) Chill. Okay. Uh, August 31st, 2011. I shouldn't be mistaking 12-year-old girls for 19-year-old girls. Evolution of sluts. Like, why do you even have an opinion on that? That is just weird. And then this one is arguably the worst yeah. one because of if her If this profession. is what I think you're going to read, it's really bad. Okay, May 14th, 2012. Hashtag we won't work. Somebody else tweets this. Hashtag we won't work if I have ever diagnosed you with a, personal, with a personality disorder. Taylor Nolan replies, treatment suicide. Like treatment colon suicide. suicide. Yes. And she's a mental health counselor. Yes. And at this time, she must have been, like, she's older than we are. Yes. So she's in university, well through her degree. Right. Also, that is not that long ago to be tweeting that. Okay, but this is what we were talking about. Ever. That was never, never okay. Even in 2011, 2012, that was not an appropriate tweet. You can talk about how, like, race people have made a lot of progress there are tweets that would have been acceptable air quotes or that people would not have batted an eye at yeah in 2011 where you look at them now and you're like oh my god what the fuck were we thinking yeah but the tweets that i just read like that was never acceptable no like those are always just mean no <laughs> like when was it ever acceptable to be like that bitch ass horse it's like what like yeah and, an- and not even that like some of her tweets like a lot of fat shaming, a lot of people with disabilities, stuff like that, and it's just like, what? Yeah, the fat shaming was a going lot too. on. Yeah, guys, I'm talking like pages and pages and pages, of and that's not even the tweets. worst. Yeah, yeah, a lot of terrible tweets. No, and I'm not even like digging in. There are like a lot about race and like she yeah. pinpoints like Asian people specifically, yeah. but yeah, so there's a lot going on there. The wildest part for me is that she then, she's released a video that's like 30 minutes long. And she says, okay, guys, like, I know these tweets are bad. I know they exist. And I, I purposely didn't delete them. She's like, I left them there on purpose. Like, I. And it's like, first of all, why? Right. But then she says that, like, she left them there on purpose because it's part of, like, her growth and the work she's done. 
Right. And it's like, you should delete those. Those are just offensive. Exactly. And that makes me think that she either didn't know they existed, but she must yeah. have because I just, I just fact checked. She's okay. exactly her age. She was born in 1993. Okay. So but maybe she just kind of like forgot. Right. But I mean, like, so we can, that makes this so much easier. Yeah. I'm like 2011, we were just graduating high school. Yeah. 2012 was first year university. So, or second year, yeah. depending on like where that landed. And yeah, it's like, that was not acceptable. No. <laughs> so it's like, great. Moving on. But it is, it's crazy that she left them there with her job. Yes, that is crazy. It's like, you can't, she should have released a statement in 2016 or whatever. Being yeah. Like, hey guys, I've tweeted some outrageous shit in the past. I'd like to apologize. I've deleted it. I know how hurtful like those words can yeah. be. Have a great day. And everyone would have been like, thank you. Bye. Like, thank you for deleting that we'll all move on. Yeah. But it's like, why would you leave something up that is still so offensive to so many people and like continues to be hurtful by existing? Yeah. I don't know. It's crazy. Yes. And it is all like on her. So those tweets, 2011, 2012, absolutely outrageous. Then on the bachelor, she was she was honestly equally as offensive as in, like, I'm better than you. I have emotional intelligence. You don't. Yeah, like, was like, very self-righteous. It was very self-righteous and, like, just mean. And then, I don't know. It's almost like, sure, she's been putting in work for this other stuff. But it's almost like, have you just been doing, like, I don't know. It comes across so, like, weird and, like, narcissistic. Like, she's very, like, thinks she's the end-all be-all. Right. And the video, the 30-minute apology, I think is such a cop-out because yeah. she targets it. She's like, I this is for all my BIPOC community. Like, this is for all of them. And it's like, Taylor, you're the BIPOC part of all your tweets is the it's tip not of the, the iceberg. Part. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, that is not, it's like, thank you. Are, do you plan on releasing a 35 minute video for every group of people that, that you slander? Yeah. Seriously. Like, this next 30 minute video is for queer people. <laughs> like I know. literally. Yeah. It's like, she, there is not a group that she excludes. This next 30 minute video. Is only for my fat listeners. Like, Seriously, what? she she fat shames. She makes fun of people who are physically disabled, yeah. mentally disabled, literally every race in the every, world, yeah. like women, everyone. And, there yeah. isn't a group. So it's like for her to just paint over it like it's just the BIPOC community yeah. that she offends is such a cop out. I think because. Today is the day there are a lot of people releasing apologies and a lot of people that are getting called out for shit that they did, however, yeah. five, ten, one year ago. Yeah. And I think she's trying to ride this and, like, cover it up with that. And it's like, you cannot release the same level of apology that Rachel Kirkconnell just released for doing what you did. Yeah. Like, Rachel attending the antebellum party, not appropriate. Yeah, her her apology though was appropriate. Right, like thank you. Like when Rachel went to that party, I don't believe that she did it knowing that she was hurting people or like intentionally doing right. that. I think she just didn't think about it, and it was stupid. But these tweets are 
These tweets you are like, you release those at the time someone. trying to hurt someone's yes. feelings. Yes. At the time, you were not just oblivious to that this could be mean. No. You Every were like, single I'm going to hurt someone is, by tweeting. Yes. Like, Rachel wasn't like, I'm going to hurt someone by going to this party. Yeah. She did. Yeah. And we need to address it. Yes. But it's, it's totally different. Yes. It is. Yeah. So it's we don't crazy. like her. Yeah. <laughs> but then it leads you in... And I think, again, the biggest thing is that this is so hypocritical of her. Like, yeah. she is ringleading all of this, like, digging shit up on other people. Like, yeah. other Bachelor alum. Yeah. To, like, throw them in the fire, basically. Like, Chris just lost his job, whatever, temporarily, permanently. We don't know. Yeah. And is, like, being really accountable, probably by force because yeah, of the totally. backlash, but yeah. it's, like, still, that's great that they're, like, mm-hmm. A, making him take time off, B, he's open to making better decisions, and then it's, like, what the hell are we doing with you now, Taylor? Like, yeah. we have to exile you forever. Seriously, the franchise should actually exile her. Yeah, I And agree. be, like, we can't be affiliated with this person anymore. Yeah. Especially because of, like, A, if you knew those tweets existed, you definitely should have deleted definitely. them. And B, your apology is so not appropriate for what went on. No, I agree. Yeah. yeah. So that's what we have to say about <laughs> that. <laughs> and even, like, the women tell all this week was wild. It was interesting. Kate, did you notice that Heather was there? Yes. Have you heard about that? Yes. There's, like, points where, like, she's in, like a screenshot or they'll like pan over and it's like, you'll see a little bit of her, but they didn't literally didn't show her at all. No, they didn't address her presence, which was so weird. It was weird that she was even there to be honest. Yes. But it was weirder that she would be there and they wouldn't address it. That's weird. Yeah. Did you look up why that was? I no, I, I didn't yeah. look up why that was, but it's, I think they made some weird editing choices in general. Like some of the dates they cut out. I was like, That would have been fun to watch. So that's funny because I read an article that Blake had just put out. And you'll recall that Blake, Blake, like, Hortzman? I don't know his last name. But he's the guy that went on Bachelor in Paradise and really made a fool of himself. And had sex with everyone at Coachella and (laughs) tried to do it again on Paradise. And they were all like, no. Mm -mm. Yeah. So Blake came out with this article that was like, First of all, I understand how, like, every one of these women feel because, like, I have been in the heat. Like, he took a lot of heat for his behavior on Paradise. And then he said, I wouldn't return to Paradise with these women ever because the editors have made them out to look horrible. Yeah. Like, Blake was like, I don't want to meet any of these people. (laughs) Like, they all look awful. Yeah. And then he went on to say, like, they're obviously not awful. Right. But they're being painted in this way. And the production, more so than any other season, has really shown or gone out of their way to show the negative. And then Blake was like, we saw on Women Tell All these, like, glimpses of fun that they had and, like, fun parts of the dates. Yeah, so true. And it's like, why was that edited out? Why didn't you show any of that? Yeah. And I think that was very intentional. I think it's like that was... Because they were creating a narrative that... Why do you think they were doing that? Because the show was terrible for two <sighs> seasons. Like, with the whole, like, right. Tasha season, Claire season, like, that whole saga was like just Like, they wanted boring. to make a good dramatic season. Yeah. I think they were, like, trying to make it dramatic with limited resources because they can't really travel. And honestly, Matt doesn't bring a lot to the table 
entertainment wise. But part of me <laughs> thinks like maybe he didn't bring a lot to the table entertainment wise because they are like are not even showing him. They're only showing the drama. Like that's what they're focusing on. No, you know that Brad didn't bring a lot. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's hardly like he's very you can tell that he thinks a lot about what he's going to say yeah. and is like a rational person and those people don't make good TV. Yeah. <laughs> people that speak quickly and make irrational don't choices. Don't think about what they're going to say. Right. Yeah, like true. say whatever comes to mind, like those people make good TV. Yeah, but they didn't even like talk Peter. to Victoria that much. <laughs> I thought they did. Yeah, but they like talked enough. a lot to Katie. Or like everyone was really jumping on Katie and I was like. Yeah, which I thought was weird. I thought it was weird too. And I also think it's weird that, like, she's not the next Bachelorette. Or I know. It, it seems like they don't know yet. Right. But then right around the time that they filmed that, like, the February 4th or whatever. Yeah. They were, like, it, we thought it was for sure. Yeah. We were excited. I know. And now it's going to be a Jasper. No, well, yeah. Not. And now I just feel like maybe they won't pick anyone from this season. I think that, too. But it's crazy. Yeah. Like, and it's, and then it makes you wonder, yeah, why they did go out of their way to paint all of, like, the women negatively. It makes you wonder if they would have done the same thing with a female lead and, like, male cast members. Yeah. And that's, that's yeah. Yeah, like, that's what I was wondering. It's like, you know that the guys can be this petty, but why oh, yeah. are they going out like, of their way to do this for the women? Yeah, and, yeah. like, fueling that stereotype of, like, women are bitches. And yeah, it's, like, and okay. dramatic and, yeah. I know it is very strange. Yeah, like whenever a guy, a new guy enters, like remember when Nick Vial came in late? The oh, guys yeah. hated him. Yeah. Literally hated him. Yeah. And then he had sex with Caitlin. <laughs> and then they really hated him. <laughs> but yeah, so it's like this isn't something like this drama isn't unique to women. No, definitely not. But they made it seem like it was. Yeah, that's true. Well, I think that they should really bring back Bachelor Pad. Yes. <laughs> I've been very into competition type reality shows lately paulina told me about the challenge and i've been very into that that is way better than the bachelor and so much more entertaining yes physical competitions when cutthroat money's involved yeah and i loved the end the 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 keep or ditch the money I will oh my never God. forget. Bachelor Pad was actually the best because it did have like the relationships. Like they were still all, for the most part, like single people, kind of. Maybe not actually. Or yeah, they, they were, were like dating each other. Yeah, they they were single. Yeah, like you did. It was like Bachelor in Paradise, but with physical competitions. Right. <laughs> it but was when great. when Nick chose the money, yeah, <laughs> in 2012, like that's honestly, it's like an iconic moment for me. It's kind of like. Like when Calgary flooded. <laughs> iconic. Iconic. No, but it's like, it's like yeah, traumatic. You never, you, like you, you remember where you are. Yeah, you never forget. Like yeah. that, it's deeply rooted trauma <laughs> where you just look at Rachel's face. Rachel was his partner. Rachel Trueheart, you want to remember her? <laughs> and she was devastated. And Nick oh, had this my like God. shit eating grin on his face that was like, I just got $250,000. <laughs> And it was something. Was really wow. Oh, I wonder where he is now. I do too, because yeah, we we lost touch. With both of them. <laughs> Anyways, bring back Bachelor Pad. Yeah, so bring back Bachelor Pad, free Britney, jail Taylor Nolan. Yeah. <laughs> Those are the takeaways from this episode. Okay? Okay, goodbye. Bye. <laughs>